Welcome to Witchcrafted. I'm your host, Joshua Lancaster. And I'm Amy Cheek. And today we're covering a Witchcrafted Beginner's Guide to Witchcraft. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> as much as we can. <laughs> as much as we can touch on. Uh, just in case you guys are wondering, today is going to be a rough day. <laughs> uh, I am I am overexhausted. I have no idea why I'm so tired. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, life has been kind of crazy. Uh, I feel like I've we've said deal... that the last like <sighs> two months, probably. Three so months. go back and listen to other episodes, and if you want a <laughs> good drinking game with you and your buddies, <laughs> check how many times I've said I'm exhausted or things have been crazy, and then just just check. drink away. Just make sure that you don't tell the police that you listened to this podcast when it happened. So yeah, well. Your liver is on you, not me. <laughs> we all make choices. Uh, choices. Uh, so yeah, today uh, Amy came up with the brilliant idea of doing kind of like a 101 of witchcraft. Just a little something something. Because we haven't touched on witchcraft in a while. So I thought it was a great idea. Uh, Amy compiled an amazing list. Uh, so we're going to go over that, uh, and kind of jump into that. But before we do, uh, make sure that you are following us on all social media. Cause I'm going to start doing this at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following us on all of our social medias. Uh, it's just witchcrafted. You can pretty much find us anywhere, uh, except for Twitter. Cause we don't like Twitter. We do have a website, which is witchcraftedpodcast.com, uh, where you can send us a message. If you want us to cover uh, Q&A, got to have a bunch of questions to do Q&A, so do so. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcast, simply go over there and give us a rating and a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the higher we go up on charts. You can also just go and make an iTunes account and rate us and review us there as well. Yeah. So if you can, do so. It helps us. God knows we need some help in life right now. <laughs> um, we, we've been chatting about um, a show that I did within the last month that has kind of turned on its head. Uh, and it has officially, it's been crazy. Everybody's gotten a little bit involved in some form or fashion. So we've been discussing that. So not going to get into that because that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about witchcraft. Um, <laughs> not the cat. Or and the not drag my kitty chatty. <laughs> or witchcrafted the persona, which uh, little witchy is outside the door. He is not happy right now because I won't let him in here. He's been getting crazy. Like he has lost his ever loving mind. He has started climbing up on shelves. He has started. And maybe he's feeling my chaos and he's just like chaos and he's feeding off of it and running through the house. Good. Um, that man, that little boy is a mess, but he has been the chaotic energy that has come out of that little man has <laughs> driven me insane. Um, uh, just a couple of announcements real quick before I forget anybody that is, uh, drag wise or whatever. Um, I do have a show in here in Cookville on the 20th. It is all ages. It is Upper Cumberland Pride uh, Benefit at the back door at TTU. Um, it is at 6.30 p.m. Uh, it's $5 to get in. All ages are welcome, uh, which is really cool because I love uh, performing and seeing children like see drag or people who have kids that are fans of drag. 
they get to see it. It's really, really cute. Um, because I love it so much. Oh, I have another story for you here in a minute. But um, and then I have a booking in Smyrna at it's five o'clock somewhere that is 21 and up. Uh, we are doing a 90s party, which is gonna be a lot of fun. That will love be a good fun. old 90s party. Yeah. And then if you're in the Nashville area on September 3rd, 4th, 3rd or 4th, I think it's the 4th. It's on that Saturday, <laughs> the next Saturday <laughs> after that one. Um, I am competing for, nope, it's not a Saturday. I'm almost sure that I'm wrong now that I think about it. Um, I'll look that up. But I am competing for uh, Mr. Americana. Uh, I'm hoping to bring that crown back here to Cookville. I'm going to work real hard because she's a real hard worker. Um <laughs> But I am going to compete for Mr. Americana. Uh, that is September 4th. So I was wrong. So it's September 4th at 8 p.m. If you decide to come out and watch me perform, please make sure to wear green. There is a reason, and you will find out during uh, one of my performances. Please wear green. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, I don't have any other bookings in September, but I already have my first booking in October. Yee. Paid booking. Yes. yes. In uh, Chattanooga, you guys are going to hear me mute a lot, and I apologize. Um, but I'm going to have a booking in Chattanooga for Halloween, and I have other promoters reaching out to me to do bookings. So I'm going to be real busy in October. But November and December, Witchcrafted is going to go hide in his cave during the holiday season and not come out for a bit. Right. Um, <laughs> he's going there and hide and just like pray to Jesus that things go better. Um, Jesus, are you there? Can I wash your feet with my hair? It's um, me, Jessica. <laughs> I'm in here. Um, <laughs> witchcraft is going to be beaten at the door come January, being like, "All right, <laughs> I stayed up for two months. I'm ready to come back out." No, I may do like one or two shows, um, in between there just to help Upper Cumberland because I like to help them raise money, but. Other than that, no, I'm not. I probably won't do any more bookings for a little bit because um, I'm running out of drag and ideas, and my brain's not working anymore. I don't know how girls do this all. Like I don't know how queens do this five days a week. I yeah. mentally can't unless they're doing the same. I don't know. I can't do this five days a week. I would lose my mind. Right, lose my mind. I'd like the costumes and everything. Oh, good lord! Like I would have to be paid. A lot of money to do this five days a week. There ain't enough money. But anyways, back to, uh, to the podcast. <laughs> um, also, also, whoop, whoop, whoop. Speaking of, oh, no, I already forgot. Now I'm sad about it. Oh. Oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, um, I may be having a couple of little guests visit me at the beginning of the year. Uh, my sister has agreed that if my niece does what she's supposed to, uh, for the first part of the year that she will actually bring her out to an upper Cumberland event to watch me perform. So she says That'd that. Awesome. Brennan, yeah. Cause mom shows her all of my drag videos and she's obsessed with it. And yeah. wants to see it live. Um, so I think that would be like a lot of fun, but of course she's gotten in trouble lately. So once she's out of trouble, um, which they said, you know, as long as she does well at the first of the year up until I think she said Christmas break, uh, that they would come out and uh, see a show at Upper Cumberland. So 
that will be a lot of fun. That makes me a little nervous. Like performing for like mom and Mariah, I've done for many, many years. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but like performing for like my niece is just kind of like, oh, oh. hi, baby. I changed your diapers and now you're watching me dress as a lady man thing. Um, so speaking of lady man thing, let's get right into <laughs> Oh, oh <laughs> I have I have been so like on it today. I've made a couple <laughs> jokes that we're not going to mention because they're inappropriate. But I made a couple jokes earlier that were really great because she just needs to quit. Welcome her to the stage. She just needs to quit. Oh my she gosh, does. she just needs to stop relying on those heels. Oh, because those, those heels have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Rar. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> but this is your baby, so I'm going to let you lead the way. Uh, so the majority of the information you are going to get, I agree with 100%. Um, as I read through it, Amy wrote out this amazing template, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, she's going to kind of go through it, and we're going to kind of talk about different pieces of it. Uh, we we study the same type of witchcraft on a certain level, I work with different deities than what she works with. Um, they're almost on the same, you know, plane of existence and all that fun stuff. But the right. main thing is we, you know, we, we coincide and we work together because that's how we do our witchcraft. So um, Amy is very much into the facts. I'm chaotic. I throw stuff in a bowl and I go, Ooh, and Ooh, what happens? And Amy's over there measuring with her, tiny, tiny spoons. So, um, yeah. So I'm excited to have, uh, Amy, of course, do her thing and have this conversation with all of us. Well, welcome to the stage. Uh <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the stage. She doesn't need to quit. She is Amy. Wham, 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 wham. All right. So basically we were having a hard time coming up with a topic for this week. Because um, we've, <laughs> Hard I mean, facts. like, we finished RuPaul, so it was like, well, we we're done with that. We didn't want to throw another movie review in there yeah. or another true crime because we've just, you know, it's kind of kind of been our uh, meat and potatoes recently. So, yeah, we figured we'd switch it up and get something else going. So, uh, trying to get my dog to lay down because he's <laughs> making me nervous. Come here. Lay down. But yeah, uh, so I will finally, while you're while you're doing that, I will finally get my cards activated uh, as soon as the full moon is, which is next week. No, it's tomorrow, so honey. No, it's not. It's the 18th. No, it's the 11th. No, here it's the 18th. What do you mean here? Are you on a I'm different being... planet? Oh my God! Is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. No, it's not. You're Listen, lying. for sensitive ears, um, damn, I, I start my moon cycle on the full moon. So, oh, I gotta do it tomorrow night. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I had to sneeze. I couldn't hold that one. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. I thought it was next. I thought it was next Thursday. No, baby, it's tomorrow. But I mean, you technically have three days. I know. So, but I I need to do it tomorrow. 
I did. <laughs> I did mine a few months ago, and um, she's a bitch. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, I, I know, and I'm so time. ready for it. Yeah, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> I just every time I fall, this happens to me <clears throat> every time. I yeah. think it's a full moon in like a week, and then I go to check it, and I was like, where did the full moon go? <laughs> oh, shit, that was yesterday. <laughs> well, you're welcome. It's tomorrow. So <sighs> Okay. I'll do that tomorrow night when I get off work. Yeah. Oh. All right. So let's get into it, yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, get into dun, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. okay. So uh, basically, I did a poll of the uh, three people in my household. <laughs> <laughs> i hate it here i hate it and um i asked well i asked my daughter i was like look if you were wanting to learn what do you think would be the most important thing to learn first and her brain is very analytical so she was like i would want to know the history behind it and why the craft is the way it is and I was okay. like, fair. And then she said, and then the second thing that I think would be most important is the ingredients and learning what all they do and all that. And I was like, a woman after my own heart. Um, <laughs> and then Tim pretty much said the same. So that's kind of where my jumping off point was. Um, so that's why I did a little bit of history in here and then kind of just. I just did a quick outline so we could kind of talk about it, you know, what we think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Now, I did poll. uh, I did the same thing. Mm, (laughs) Um, So I reached out to my friend Brian, who is also uh, a practicing witch, and I said, hey, if you had to go over a list, something that you think is extremely important Mm -hmm. for a baby witch to learn, what would it be? Um, and he said, protection magic, definitely. Uh, right. For all beginners, it's always great to start with some form of protection before going some, uh, with something else, like herbs and crystals are great resources uh, for that. And you'd be surprised what you'd already have inside of your kitchen on a daily basis. Right. Um, yeah. So I just, I did the same thing. I just, I didn't, I was just like, I don't want to reach out to everybody in that group <laughs> that I've been hanging out with. I was like, I'll just reach out to Brian and ask him what his opinion was. And I agree with that. Like you, you kind of have to, it's kind of like building a house when it comes to witchcraft. It, you kind of have to have the foundation first yeah, um, and kind of have to have your map. And then once you have that, you can start building uh, your craft from there. So uh, please well, take it away. I just want to throw that in there. No, I know. I know when, when we first started, it was very consuming and, it it was like jumping into the ocean, you know, it was yeah. just like, you don't know where to go or what to start with or, you know, so I figured if we just gave like, maybe a quick little rundown, like, here's some things to get to know before you start this other stuff, you know, because yeah. for me, it was like, I stuck all my hands in all the candy and gave myself a stomach ache. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, because I oh, just yeah. overwhelmed myself with it, you know. Yeah, well, when we picked it up and started working on it, we both just kind of, I knew where my path was. Like, I, I knew where I was going. But yeah. it was still, even with knowing my path, I was so confused about it. 
Um, and it was, it was really funny cause I had to find a teacher and there was like stuff I had to do, uh, which that's a later episode, but yeah. Um, and it was, it was still overwhelming though at that point too. Yeah. It's like, and even still, I, I still get overwhelmed with it when I find like a new tidbit. I'm like, okay, where do I start in this section? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and the other, uh, yeah. And the other problem with witchcraft right now in our world is there's such an oversaturation and such an over um like misinformation that's out there oh god that it's like we had to end up we were watching different people like on tiktok or youtube and having to like be like well that's not how that works and it's not that i don't like to say that anybody's craft is wrong because that's not how i feel I believe that everybody's craft is their own craft, but there are certain things that if you teach people to do it and they do it wrong, it can cause harm to themselves in the long run. Um, so I just, I, there's so much misinformation out there that it's like, maybe don't yeah. <laughs> spread misinformation. It's just like those recipes that people try and they're just like, why didn't this work? Well, that's because they didn't do that recipe. They did something else to make it look like that. Right. Right, and that's um. like that's like a fuck around and find out type situation. <laughs> um, all right, so let's hop into it. Um, so I think a lot of people's first introduction to witchcraft is actually Wicca. Boo. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. Um, so, and that was my first introduction as well. Like, I thought witchcraft and Wicca were one and the same, but after the years i'm like oh this is completely different um so wicca is actually an organized religion which was not popularized until the 1960s by gerald gardner um so as far as like religions go it's pretty new on the spectrum of right you know uh, we've got catholicism going back thousands of years judaism going back hundreds of thousands of years so i mean like the 1960s, like my mom was born in the 1960s. So, <laughs> um, so Wicca uses rituals, traditions, and they focus heavily on deity. So, like, they focus heavily on the god and the goddess, but not, um, like the sun and the moon, but not so much like what you would think of other deities. So, they don't do like a Greek pantheon or Roman pantheon, Egyptian pantheon, thing like that. So it's mostly, right. it's just the sun and the moon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, whereas witchcraft is a practice. I know we've touched on that before when we did our previous episode. Um, but it focuses mainly on the magic and spells and the energy manipulation. So uh, you can be an atheist and be a witch, but you can't be an atheist and a Wiccan. Because right. Wiccan is its own religion. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. And one thing that I like to say is if you are a person who is a witch, but you also don't believe in science, you're an idiot. <laughs> you can't yeah. have one in the same. Yeah. Like that's that's what witchcraft is, is it it's a part of science as well. It all coincides together. Right. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. And I think um to like things that witches are able to do, especially more advanced, older, 
have been doing it many years, they're able to do the science without scientists being able to figure out why it works yet. They're Correct. just yeah. more advanced, you know. Um, so not all witches are Wiccans, and some Wiccans aren't witches. Yeah. Which I found that interesting, because I figured, you know, Wiccan. But no, not all Wiccans consider themselves witches. And there's all sorts of Wiccans as well. Like, they have different classifications. So there's, like, Gardnerian, Alexandrian. There's all sorts. Diana, Dianists, who work with... I love Diana Diana. Ross. She's my favorite. (laughs) God. Shut up. Um, so, <laughs> so witchcraft has been around, um, since ancient times, just the practice of the craft has been around since ancient times world worldwide. There's, you know, tons of recollection of you. I mean, shit. I know we grew up hearing about it, you know, paint blue paint on our porches, things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, some witches, what people would consider witches, would be like medicine woman. So you got a belly ache, you go up to the old lady on the mountain, she mixes you up a drink, and your belly feels better. She was a witch. You know? <laughs> um, so medicine men and women, the cunning folk, etc. So, I mean, I'm sure we can all think of somebody's grandma that rubbed a penny on their wart, and their wart went away forever. That's Appalachian folk magic so anyways that's a little brief history of it uh wicca is new witchcraft is old you don't have to be both to be one so dun 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 Dun. i would like Uh, to cover the next one that you have on your list yeah go for it if you're cool with that yeah so this is this is something that amy knows how i feel about this this is this is a big deal for me um and it's the traditions when it comes to open and closed practices Open and closed practices are very, very important because you need to understand that some of witchcraft is based in culture Mm -hmm. and some of it, if it is not part of your culture, you need to leave it alone. I was accused of one time of either practicing hoodoo or voodoo because of the packets that my herbs had came in. Oh yeah. Um, Somebody was like, Oh, you practice voodoo. And I was like, no. And they're like, well, your packets. And I was like, just because the herbs came in a specific package does not mean that's what I study. That is a culture based version of witchcraft that I will never touch in a million years. If I see anything that has voodoo traditions or anything like that in it, I'm going to avoid it. Just like my practice, the practice that I do is culture based. Like I, not everybody is supposed to be able to do it. And a lot of people can't. Right. Um, but voodoo, hoodoo, uh, indigenous practices, uh, religious folk magic, all that is kind of like a, a no, no, like, yeah. And this is why studying is important. And there are people out there that will teach you the right things. Um, and I'm sure, uh, Amy has a gigantic list later on <laughs> of books that she would recommend. And and she's right. Like the books that she recommends and doesn't recommend, you should definitely listen to her because she dug through to find this stuff. It's not just stuff that she just happened upon on a list. Um, but she literally just, you know, she studied it and was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> so, Yeah. And then do you want to jump into the next one? Yeah, I just, so do you, this is something that I learned when doing the research. 
Um, Because I figured it was just like voodoo and hoodoo were kind of the same, but just like different regions, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. But so voodoo is like traditional voodoo, uh, voodoo, voodoo. It goes, it has different names. But hoodoo is they, when their areas got colonized, they had to hide their, you know, Afrocentric traditions inside Catholicism. So hoodoo Mm -hmm. uses a lot of saints and things like that. So any of those closed practices that Josh mentioned, those are things you have to be initiated into. So, you know, you don't get to just go around and say you're smudging your house. No, you you don't do that. No, that's not how this works. Um, there's, you know, there's Irish folk magic that, and Scottish folk magic and, you know, Welsh folk magic and, and things in different regions where it's culturally appropriate for them to know those. But us as white folk, who haven't been initiated into those practices, <laughs> we we can't speak on that, and we shouldn't take magic from that. I know there's a some TikToker right now that's in hot water. All I have seen on Witch Talk is this girl because she's, you know, appropriating all this shit and lying to a bunch of people. Um, but yeah, like, you, you don't do that. And... If you're going to be stupid enough to do it and fuck around and find out with the ancestors, don't record it and put it on social media. That's all I got to say about that. Um, it's true. And, and <laughs> I believe that a lot of practices that are closed shouldn't be out there opening their doors. No. Like, it's a closed practice. You need to keep it closed. I don't talk about my practice because mine is a closed practice. Right. You're supposed to be initiated into it. I don't talk about my practice. That's why you hear me say, oh, yeah, I practice witchcraft. But I don't tell everybody what I do because, you know, I'm not supposed to. Like, it's right. it's something where we're not supposed to talk about it. Um, and you don't see a ex- lot of people talk about it, to be honest. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people get confused when I talk about my practice because they're just like, well, I've never heard of it. But then when they start <laughs> digging, I mean, you have to dig, dig, yeah. You yeah. Have to dig deep. Um, and then once you find it, then it kind of freaks people out. <laughs> That's true. Just a no, tiny bit. That is definitely but. true. Um, so then <sighs> the next thing under the under that is I've got the types of witches. So I know a lot. I see a lot of novice practitioners, so people who are just getting into it. I don't like the term baby witch because it seems infantile and like I'm not a baby. <laughs> right. You know, um, so like people who are just getting into it, they want to know what type of witch they are. But like, you don't have to figure that out right off the bat, Mm-mm. you know. So I've kitchen witch, gray witch, light worker, Black worker, so like black magic, which isn't a thing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave. Green witch, folk witch, hearth witch, eclectic, uh, cosmic, lunar, hedge witch. I mean, you could just A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You could keep going. Yeah. Um, There's numbers involved. Yeah. You know, one A, two C. Um, so I don't really consider the the only thing I consider myself would be eclectic just because I like to take things that are open and kind of incorporate everything into my own personal practice. Like right. I'm I'm just kind of a 
ooh, this sounds, this sounds good. This will work for me. This will work for me. You know, I don't really, I do a little bit of everything. So I would consider myself more eclectic. But when I first started, I was like, I like to cook. I'm going to be a kitchen witch. You yep. know, um, I want to learn how to grow plants. So I'm going to be a green witch. You don't have to be any of those things. Yeah. We don't have to. It's okay. Um, and you don't have to know what you want to do, you can dabble in all of it. I have kitchen witch books, book kitchen witch books, you know, words books are hard. Uh, I have kitchen witch, kitchen witch books. I have green witch books. I have hearth witch books. You know, I just, I have all of the things. So I have the knowledge is what's most important to me. She's and got the power. I have the power. Oh. By the power of Grayskull. Um, <laughs> so it's it's okay if you don't know and you don't have to know. And if people ask, you can just be like, hey, I'm I'm kind of piggy dipping in the piggy pond. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> piggy dipping. You got anything else to add to that, Joshua? I mean, a lot of people have asked what mine is. And, you know, I, I like I said, it's a close practice, so I don't talk about it. But... If I had to put the other part of what I do, it's chaos magic because mm -hmm. I'm that crazy person who's just like, ah, oh, this works. This this is equivalent, which we're going to talk about the equivalency. Yeah. Um, so I'll You're throw just stuff. A little in like, goblin. Yeah, I'm just like, brah, brah, brah. this looks right. It smells right. It feels right. I know it's right. And then I check with Amy and she's like, yeah, that's right. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Intuition kicked in right then and there. You know, <laughs> you said that I checked with Amy. Mm. <laughs> and then I checked with Amy and then my intuition was right. And then I run around like my little <laughs> goblin self all hunched over and naked through my house, just running around collecting herbs being like, ha this goes in here. And witchcraft is, <laughs> is just like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, it's okay, witchy daddy's making chaos. <laughs> so yeah, if I had to put it into something and a lot of people like that, I practice with, um, have labeled there's just like yeah you do chaos magic and i was like i don't think so what's on fire over there did i do that yeah probably yeah probably, probably did that earlier fire safety Let the stove on. <laughs> fire safety i when i tell you my fire safety is broken but i'm so a little backstory for everybody because i think you remember this we talked about this i bought some um because i was doing um oh, what is that spell called my brain's asleep. The two candles with the um, string. Cord cutting. I can't cord cutting. That's it. I told you guys I'm tired. So I did a cord cutting and I didn't read the, the spell properly. And I got the wrong kind of cord that had like a chemical that was in it. So mm. it's flammable. Joshua. And I didn't know that. I told you about that. It was great. It was a little bonfire in my house for like 2.2 seconds. And I, it happened, and I was like, if oh. it moves, I'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, started out just the way every cord cutting does. Yeah. Starts to, the, the candle started to go down. And I was like, oh, this is not, this is kind of nice to watch. And all of a sudden, it went, poof. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. And I was like, well, let's see what happens, because I can't really stop it. So <laughs> DK ran downstairs and got the fire extinguisher, and I held it. And I was, like, fully prepared to use it. 
They were had to use it. It finished its job. But it was funny because I was just like, what did I do wrong? And then I read back over it. And I was like, oh, I used the wrong kind of cord. And it says on wrong. the package, and it said on the packet, do not set near <laughs> any open flame flammable. Whoops. And I was like, oh, is she flammable? Whoops. It the spell worked, so that's all that matters. But still, well. not the point. <laughs> <laughs> She said, oh, I was like, oh, no. Like you put fucking hairspray on it or something. Bitch, it looked like I had torched that. It looks like I had poured lighter fluid around the entire thing and was like, oh, this will no. work. She looks great. Oh, my God. Um, but getting into spells uh, and herbs and stuff, I'll let you jump in. Because Amy is the queen of herbs and crystals, so I'm going to let her run with that. <laughs> okay, so um, herbs... Obviously, I don't know any witch that doesn't use herbs in their craft at all. At least well, dead some ones. dead witches, because <laughs> they're or not dead herbs. Nothing. Same, they're all dead. <laughs> True. Inside. Um, <laughs> me too, bitch. You ain't special. <laughs> um, so. The most important thing is for you to make sure that you have the correct correlating ingredients for your the intention that you're wanting to do for the spell. Um, right. So you want to match your ingredients to the outcome that you're wanting for that spell. So, if, for instance, um, if you were wanting to do a self-love spell, what does self-love mean to you? You don't want to just do, well, like, rose petals are love. Yeah, sure. But, like, what does self-love look like? Is it having confidence? Is it protecting your emotions? Is it having joy? You know, what what does that mean to you? So you can do the herbs that correspond to love, confidence, protection, and joy, you know, whatever whatever you are wanting to put into it. And then that's where your intention comes in. Your intention is for you to have a self-love spell. <laughs> it's, right. So the intention is not everything. The ingredients are important and not all ingredients can be subbed for other ingredients. Not all ingredients have polars. You know, they're not all positive or all negative. Sometimes they're both. So, just make sure you do some research into that. If you find something, like personally, I've kind of gotten into foraging. See what I have in my yard. You know, what a, what a, what is this? And does it have any metaphysical properties? You can literally, yeah. I've got the Reader's Digest book of uh, the nature of North America. And I will go pick a, fla- pick a flower or a leaf or, you know, a tree leaf and see okay what is this find it and then just type in the old google machine what are the metaphysical properties of that can i use it how do i need to use it you know yeah and then you're witching for free like we used to when we were kids when we would make our little potions except for real this time you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so 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 two things to add to that yeah um when you said foraging 
I know that my brain goes off into weird areas. Do you remember that TikTok where the people, uh, where people would have that filter and then they'd go, oh, he's a dandelion. And then they would like, eat it. <laughs> That's all I thought. I saw you like opening a book oh, and be like, dandelion. dandelion. And, then just, <laughs> and she has That's that horse filter on her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a the, last, the last one of the season. He's a dandelion. <laughs> Ryder calls Ryder calls cattails forbidden corn dogs. <laughs> they are. Um, but it's, I can't. I'm. So, I have to look that up when we get done. Um, <laughs> dandelion. That's one of the shower. Um, to kind of add on to what you were saying, in a serious note, you, when it comes to like the whole aspect of intention, you've got to think about it on a day to day aspect. If your house is a mess and you walk around and you're you're saying to yourself, I really wish that this was clean. I really wish that my house was clean. Right. I have the intent to do this. If you don't put in the work, then it doesn't get clean. Right. And you got to think of uh, of spells like that as well. You have to put in the stuff. You have to have the mop. You have to have the broom. You have to have the maid service because you've given up because you couldn't find your broom. <laughs> you have to have all of these things. You have to have in the money order to, to do the maid service because you gave up on life. Um, fair, but yeah, but yeah, that's kind of what that's. You got to think of it from that aspect. Is you know, at the end of the day, when you're looking at it, you have to one hundred percent, you know, understand that it's not going to be handed to you. You have to put in the work. Yeah. You know, you're not going to sit down and do a spell and automatically it's going to go perfect every single time. You know, it's just it's like anything you do. You can read an instruction manual on how to build a bike, but if for some reason you left a screw out, your ass is going flying off that bike once you hit that brake. You know, right. that's just how it works. Right. It's just, it. you have to have the ingredients for the intention to work. You can't just light a candle and will it to be so, in my personal opinion. Um, it doesn't have to be a lot. You don't have to clean out your pantry just to, you know, do it. It can be a few. It can be however much you want. What you feel is best. Use your gut. Go with your intuition on that. Um, do, 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 where were we at? Oh, yeah. Um, so my favorite book so far that I have, uh, I, it's the Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondences by Sandra Keynes or Kynes. I'm not sure how she pronounces it. Uh, it's a huge book. It is um, categorized. You can do it by ingredient, by intention, um, what God correlates with that. There's animal parts, um, not so much rocks and crystals, but um, yeah, it's it's a really cool book. I'm really glad that I bought it and it has helped me a lot as far as having a reference guide so I don't have to sit on my phone the whole time. I like having the book. <laughs> I like the physical copy. Um, got anything to add for that, Joshua? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not a book person. <laughs> so Obviously. Mm. You are you are my book person. <laughs> but what I will add to that is in the show notes below, um, if you're uh if you look in the show notes, I'm actually going to collect each one of, I'm going to take 
I'm going to, while you're talking and we're going through this, I'm going to grab all those book titles. We're going to throw those in the show notes below. Um, that way you can copy and paste uh, and simply find those. So you guys are welcome to jump down in those show notes later on and look up any of those books. I'm sure a good majority of them are either on Amazon um, thrift or books. Go to thrift, thrift books. books. Yeah. You get cheap copies. If you have a McKay's nearby, you can usually find something there. Um, I think Amazon Kindle is actually running a special right now where you get two months free. So if you're an avid reader, you can bing, boom. read for free. Um, that's really thoughtful of you, Josh. I should have done that. I didn't, though. Um, <laughs> I'm doing it as we speak. Okay, so uh, the next thing would like inanimate objects would be rocks and crystals. I'm sure everybody has seen crystals. I love them. I just think they're really pretty. I have a. I very- get you two big scoops. <laughs> two big scoops. Two big scoops coming up. I- Order number eight two seven five. I have <laughs> I have a pretty large crystal collection myself. Um. So. But you can also use rock. So, I mean, you can use slate. You can use granite. Sand is good for a slippery slope. You know, like, you can use regular plain old driveway gravel in your spell. Meth. You know, mm, meth rock. That might might speed it up, but that's going to be kind of expensive. So, man. Josh and Amy didn't tell me how expensive witchcraft would be. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I bought all this meth rock, and things have just not turned out the way I wanted. Right? My oh, intent you- was there, but... <laughs> you gotta light it on fire. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> My intent was there, I promise. <laughs> all right, Joshua. Uh, we gotta make it through this, man. Uh, you're delirious at this point. Uh. Um So rocks and crystals also have correlations, the same as herbs. Um, They have, they can be used in baneful working as well as regular workings. So take that as it is. Um, You can also find that information on the Google machine. Um, The books that I use uh, is the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Rocks, Minerals, and Gemstones, because I'm a nerd and I like to know what my rocks are made out of. That way it's easier to identify it. Um, and then I use the Crystal Bible by Judy Hall, which has a lot of good information in there as well. There's not a lot of baneful information in the Crystal Bible if you're wanting to go that way. Um, but I use both just so I can get an idea of what my rock is and then move to the crystal bible to get the metaphysical properties and you can also google it so yeah yeah you want to do candles yeah i can do candles i love candles i love fire um (laughs) so yeah i mean (laughs) we learned that lesson colors and uh lack thereof candles uh you know they're the colors correlate to different things Mm -hmm. um and it's very important for you to understand that you can find there's little samples online everywhere that tell you what candles do what. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, the main thing is making sure that you understand the workings of them. Oftentimes beeswax uh, were the only candles that were available. So candles are, you know, were a little bit like an off yellow color. Um, but 
things have changed. Things are better. Yeah. Um, we have better candles now. Just make sure that you understand what the candle represents. And when you go to purchase those candles, you know, you don't have to buy them from which stores you can, you can buy them off of Amazon as long as they don't have herbs inside of them. Um, and they're just candles. Like don't go looking for, I don't, okay. This is, this is pet peeve, personal thing. I don't personally like when witches purchase, like, I don't mind you purchasing a spell and getting a PDF from another witch. Like that's cool. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to go that route, that's cool to me. I don't think like, getting herb candles made for you is appropriate if you're a witch. Now, if you're not a witch and you go to like, let's say me or Amy and you say, Hey, can you make me a candle? This is what I need it for. Then that's different. But if you're a practicing witch and you're buying all of your stuff, kind of, I mean, I guess it is technically pre-made pre-made spells. That's not okay. Now a build your own kit with all the items. That's cool. Like that's fine. But literally a, oh, well, I'm going to go just buy all of this stuff that's already pre-made. And then I just light the candle and it's good. It's not, it could still work. I'm not going to say that it's not going to work, but it's not going to have the potency potency or the connection to you that it would have as if you created. Exactly. Yeah. Um, candles are a little bit different. You can, I mean, you can literally Google like candle color meanings. I was going to put all that in here, but I felt like that was easily researchable. So, you know, like literally you can just type that in in Google and you can type on images and it'll give you a whole flow chart. Um, So like, but you have to, you have to consider back in the olden days, like, you know, since candles became a thing, there were no ways to color them. So they were all just white or yellow because they just used yeah. beeswax, you know. Um, you don't have to do, you can use white for everything and put your, dress your candle the way you want to. That's fine. Um, I personally like to have the different colored candles because I think it's pretty. <laughs> um, well, and it's easily identifiable. Too. Yeah. Like if you're trying to get a spell done and you don't want to, because dressing a candle Takes a really long time. Yeah. So it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. To be honest. So that's why I say, you know, that's why it's so important if you're going to use a dressed candle to to do it yourself. Yes, yeah. it takes time, but you're putting your own energy and your intent into it while you're doing it, along with the spell that you're already creating. Right. So it's important for that to kind of coincide and move together. And if you're witching on a budget, which let's face it. <laughs> Inflation we is a bitch. Um, you can get the little tea light candles from Dollar Tree. You know, there's mm-hmm. like, what, 50 of them for a dollar or some shit. Get the little tea light candles. Take some old crayons. Melt those crayons into that candle. Boom. Into that little tea light. You've got whatever color you want. It's yep, fine. I'm looking around my office right now, looking at all those candles that I created. Yeah. Um. It's super easy. Like, even if you want to do, like, the big, like, glass ones, yeah. all you have to do is just make a bath for it um, of boiling water in a container. Don't be stupid. Put it in the freezer like I did once. Mm. Um, I said I was stupid. And Look, then, everything and Josh says about fire safety, take with caution. 
<laughs> I've learned because all of it for you so you don't have you, to. <laughs> if, if you boil those seven day candles too long, they will explode. So like the glass hey. will explode. <laughs> so take that as it will. You can put your herbs on yeah. top of the candle. <laughs> It'll be okay. You yeah, you can do that too. In. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about coloring them. That's oh, how I colored okay. all of my candles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the herbs. No. 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 That's how I colored all of my candles is I bowled them until that was melted and then I put the crowns inside of it, mixed it together, and yeah. then let them set. I just was really tired and I was wanting to get done with a blue candle, so I threw it in the freezer. And then as I did it, I went, oh, that's boiling water. And then I opened it and it had a huge crack down the side. Ugh. And I was like, oh, crap. But the candle still worked. I was like, I'm not going to. I don't yeah. care. I'm still going to use it. And you Chaos. can and you can buy an assortment of chime candles on Amazon if you want to use chime candles. You can use birthday cake candles. Yeah. It, it, they all birthday. work just the same. Um so it is okay if you don't have the right colors. It's fine. Um uh, Yeah. Where there's a witch there's a way. Boom, done. That's the chaos of it. Uh, so runes and sigils, <laughs> I don't, I don't personally use runes in my practice, um, just because I don't, I think my dog is snoring. Sorry. I have my noise canceling <laughs> headphones on. I just heard either a very loud fart or a dog snore. <laughs> it is yet to be determined. Um, so I don't personally use runes. Um, I make my own sigils by myself. I just do that i feel like it's more personalized that way um as far as the history of runes go it's from uh the ancient germanic alphabet from the first or second century ad um and was influenced by latin so they can have magical properties if you assign them as such uh but like on its own runes don't hold any power it's just like us putting a b c d e f g on things right so um making your your own sigils is actually pretty easy if you know you can watch i learned off of tiktok doing it and then went to youtube and researched it more um basically you just write down what you're wanting to say uh so for instance i make my own sigil every month when i um, sweep my house and everything and put it on all the doorways and stuff for my wards. There's more than that. So don't get too cocky people. Um, <laughs> so basically you just write down. So I will put like, we are safe. And then you take out all the vowels, you cross them out and then any repeating consonants. And then you write it down without the vowels or repeating consonants you make yourself a little number wheel, one through nine. And then you just Google the Pythagorean alphabet, which gives you one through nine, and then A, B, C, D, E, F, G is assigned. And then you just kind of doodle your rune until you like it, or your, sorry, your sigil until you like it. And then you can put that on all your shit. Merry Christmas. Yeah. That's how you make a sigil. And it's personalized to you. You can change it. Or don't. It's up to you. So that's how I like to do it. That may not yeah, be the me, only way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way I do my sigils is there's a, a website that actually does all of the 
marking out and all of that. Oh, see. And then it gives you a video that shows you how to do the sigil and draw ah. it out yourself. Hmm. Yep. So that's what I use. Um, and the only reason I started using that is because um, I have a learning disability. I have a hard time reading. Um, yeah. I have to read things multiple, multiple times just to partially grasp what I read. Um, and with sigils, I was getting confused and everything was kind of like flipping around and my yeah. sigils didn't look correct. And I was like, mm, I feel like the energy's there, but I don't feel like it's working the way I want it to. Um, and then I saw somebody post on TikTok that they were struggling with the same thing. Yeah. Because TikTok is made by the devil. And um, <laughs> stupid clock app. And so then I saw how she did her sigils and then i started doing mine the same and it made my brain work better because i can understand by drawing lines and seeing how she did her sigils and it made perfect sense um so yeah i use a little app for that it does all of the the mark out work for me because sometimes i would forget to mark certain things out or i would look at it and think that a number was something else when it wasn't yeah and it was just a stupid mess so um that's how i did it um i don't I haven't done a sigil in a little bit, um, so I don't remember the website. But if I find it, I will post it or mention it again on another episode. Yeah, yeah there's. I'm sure really there's not a bunch too, of them. And and you don't have to. The sigils is just something I do. Like you don't have to do yeah. it. You know, this is all. Take what you want and leave the rest. Everything yeah. we're saying. Um, I'm gonna let you take the next one. Oh my god! Thanks. Where are we at? We're on. Divination. Oh, divination. Of course, this is the one you left me with. Uh, so <laughs> you don't have to do all of them, but I know no, the first fine. one is your your forte. My forte, which is uh, tarot and oracle. Um, I love tarot and oracle, and um, oh, my love, my love and hate for tarot and oracle <laughs> kind of coincide with each other. Um, in my personal experience, so I'm going to go off of what I've learned, um, you need to make sure, first of all, you don't have to know every single card. No. You don't have to sit down and pull out the book and know exactly everything. And if you're doing a reading for someone and they don't think that you're doing it properly because you're looking at the book, they're stupid. Because yeah. no one, 100%, because I watch people read tarot to people and no. there's stuff that they miss. Yeah. Because they're going off of what's either in the picture, which you can. I'm not saying you you have to do it, but it's okay to read from the book. Um, I've seen people that have done it for 10, 15 years, and they still pull out the book and go, oh, you know, this is what this means. Um, and everybody is going to do tarot a little bit different. It is not a closed practice. Um, someone had said that it was a closed practice oh on TikTok. God. I think I sent that to you. Yeah. Where someone's like, not everybody can do tarot. Not everybody will get the same results with tarot um, that somebody else will, but everybody can technically do tarot. Um, I am a firm believer of not letting anybody else's energy into your cards. That is a personal thing mm -hmm. because I've had, you know, we mean you've had this discussion. I've had bad things happen and my cards not read properly after somebody has used them or touched them. Um, so I will, I am a firm believer of keeping my cards separate from other people's cards and yeah. not letting people touch my cards uh, unless I'm doing a reading for them right then and there. Then of course they can touch the cards then and then I'll clean them, cleanse them afterwards. Right. Um, 
Oracle cards are different than tarot. Um, Oracle is more, um, according to the writer of the book, uh, that's what Oracle is more. Tarot is more of, I I don't want to say a rule book, but it it is the basic. Uh, Tarot is almost the same with every single deck that you get. Oracle is more of what the artist and the book writer created, if that makes sense. And Oracle um, Oracle usually has less cards than right. tarot. So yeah. I, I like to picture it like Oracle is the big picture and tarot is the details. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a perfect way of thinking of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I personally love tarot. I have tons of cards. I've been gifted uh, three sets from you or two sets from you. I think it's <laughs> Don't two even sets. Remember. Um, I bought you your first Oracle deck. Um, and the rule of, oh, somebody has to give you your first deck. That's not true. You can go to Walmart because sometimes I think Walmart even has Oracle decks. Um, I know like Ross and Marshalls do. Yeah. So go buy you a deck, go learn, or even go on Facebook, um, or Amazon and look through decks and you just need to pay attention to how you feel when you're looking at the pictures um, you need to have some kind of connection to it. If yeah. you're not feeling a connection, they're not going to work for you. They're just going to be playing cards. You yeah. need to feel something when you look at the cards. If you don't feel anything, you're just like, oh, that's a pretty picture. Then the cards aren't going to do anything for you. I have a deck downstairs that I literally cannot connect with. It's the Nightmare Before Christmas deck. Do yeah. I like it? Yes. Do I think that it's a gorgeous deck? Absolutely. Because the art in it is fabulous. But for me... The deck doesn't work for me. I can't connect to it. I don't like the way that it's done. It's just not my thing. And the funny part is, like, ever since you got me that deck, I can't use another deck because that one calls to me so much. Yeah. And I haven't been able to use it because I haven't been able to activate it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it sits there and it yells at me constantly and I'm like... I know. And then my other cards are like, no, we're good. We'll wait. I'm like, all right, y'all hang out over there. So, I mean, we'll wait. We're good. Um, But no, cards will call to you. Um, And if for some reason you buy a deck that doesn't call to you, you can still use it. It's not that it's not going to work. It's just not going to be as potent. Um, It's just like medication. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like you're going to take medication that's going to work and sometimes it's not going to. Um, But that's kind of like the mystery of witchcraft. It's there's no definite line of guarantee of anything. That's why it's called a practice. Um, And I compare witchcraft to medicine because it's the same thing. It all kind of coincides with each other. You know, being a doctor is also a practice. Why? Because there's nothing guaranteed in medicine because there's things that change constantly. That's why they call doctor's offices practices instead of saying, this is your cure-all place. Go there. <laughs> right. Um, and it's the same thing with witchcraft. All of it is a practice. We're doing the things that coincide with what we can do. I, and I hope you don't take this as an offense, I'm better at reading tarot, tarot than Amy is, but Amy can read an Oracle set like nobody's business. <laughs> like she freaks people out and it's great, but I do the same thing with the tarot. Yeah. You know, everybody is going to have their own niche. Like some people can read um, the future with throwing bones um, because that's part of their practice. And I think that one's part of voodoo. Is it not? Uh, it's no, it's 
some people do bone throwing, but it's cons- it's not closed. It's not closed. So, okay, no, it's um, not closed. Because so yeah, they, I mean, some people you can throw do bones. that. You can do it. It doesn't have to be just bones. It can be trinkets like that you found. So yeah. it's not just bones sometimes. But all of it is a connection of some sort. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day. And that's what I was getting to. You know, you're going to find your own way. I've seen people read tarot with playing cards because yeah. they can connect to it even with a set of that is, deck. That can be closed. Yeah. That part can be. Because uh, yeah, I know so. a lot of a lot of the Romani people uh, do that. Yeah. So, so just make sure you're studying when it comes yeah. to tarot. And like I said, uh, and I, I repeat this multiple times, you can pull out the book and read the book off to someone um, and then help guide them through it. Because yeah. that's the reason the book is there. It's not meant for you to read it once, know everything, and then walk away from it. Because if you can remember every little thing that's inside of a, a tarot card uh, book, I commend you. Because yeah. my brain couldn't do that. No. I, I woke up yesterday. like no and there's professional tarot card readers there's professional mediums and readers that still use the books i honestly feel more comfortable if they do use the books because i I know they're just not pulling it out of their ass you know oh because there was somebody that read the death card one time i was watching live yeah she read the death card i almost pissed myself because she was just like this just means that there could be an illness um, but you'll get through it. And I was like, that's not what that's the not death what card means. means. It's that's not, not what, what that, that means. Like, <laughs> baby, that, that comment section lit up. They I were bet. like, that's not what that card means. I was just sitting there going, I ain't got to do nothing here. I'm going to go watch people do scoops of crystals. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, yeah. So um, so uh, there's so many forms of divination. You can pretty much dabble in all of them and figure out what works for you, what doesn't. Uh, The next one I put is pendulums. Um, Pendulums can pick up on your micro movements of your arm, of your hands. Um, So just be aware of that. Uh, It's usually best if you hang a pendulum from something that you're not holding. That way, if it does pick up something, it's not from your body or your mind doing it correct uh, and turn your fan off turn your fan off it's it's not a spoopy ghost it's your air conditioning kicked on um does this Sorry. mean something uh <laughs> shut up i was about to say the same thing does this mean that a god is talking to me because my candle flame is moving uh, no no samantha that's not what that your means. window's open um <clears throat> So lithomancy, which is stone throwing and reading stones, a lot of people will do runes on the stones, uh, and then they basically like D and D dice, shake them up, throw them, read from that. Uh, osteomancy, which Josh touched on earlier, is bone throwing. So I don't know a whole lot about that. I've seen people do it. Um, I would be interested in learning if it's something that I'm able to learn because I like bones. Um, but I've got osteoporosis. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> numerology is another form of divination, like angel numbers and stuff like that. I don't really put a whole lot of uh, weight into angel numbers because that's another new age concept. So, 
you know, take it or leave it. If that means Do if eleven eleven means something to you, go for it. Um, tea reading, so reading loose leaf tea. Think of Professor Trelawney in Harry Potter, where she reads about the Grimm. So people learn how to read tea leaves and tell your future from that or whatever the answer to the question is. And then palmistry. We've all seen people get their palms read. And I really think palmistry is really interesting. I would like to learn more about that personally. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, and this is something that I tell anybody who's wanted to learn uh, about tarot or any of the divination stuff. Um, it is not a guarantee. Whatever you get in your cards is not a guarantee. That is the path that is currently set. Mm-hmm. And you have to think of your future and life as a two or three way street. You know, you're going to turn down whichever one you, you're thinking of. But once you get that card reading, you may change it by simply doing something different. Um, if you stay on the same path that, that, that card reading came from, then yes, most likely the same thing is going to happen. But you also have to remember that if a path has other people in it, if they take a different direction, then that's still going to deter you as well. Um, It's going to put you down a different path. So I tell everybody to not take tarot with a grain of salt, take it as more of a guidance of, okay, this is what you know is, is in the cards, but it's not a guarantee. And that's with all divination. I don't think I don't, I've never seen one thing of divination that's like a guarantee because if yeah. that was the case, then, you know, we wouldn't have a government because there would just be witches doing divination telling us what's going to happen. Right. Um, Which with I think a lot of them do, well, do think they are uh-huh. doing that, but uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and you're not going to be good at everything. And if it doesn't work, mm. it doesn't work. And just move on. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, other people that can do it better than you aren't any better than you just because they can. So don't right, exactly. let yourself be discouraged. I know I put this at the bottom of the list, but it was like something that I thought about in the afterthought. Um, working with deities or deities, however you want to say it. I use them interchangeably. Um, you don't have to do that. Mm-mm. And I know a lot of people get into wanting to learn and think that they have to work with a deity. And a lot of times that's just Christian baggage, you know, is it, we've been preached at our whole lives. Uh, I assume most people were brought up in some form of church. So, um, if you weren't, congratulations. How does it feel to be God's favorite? Um, <laughs> so Josh, you're not even gonna laugh at my joke. Come on now. I'm sorry. I phased out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, sorry. My kid texted me. Um, you don't have to work with deity if you don't want to. There's really, if they reach out to you, you can say no. Um, Definitely learn about them before you work with them. Uh, You need to learn the culture around that deity. So what was it like in those times? What, What was Greek culture like? Why did they worship 
their gods and goddesses the way that they did. You know, what were the Irish like? Things like that. You need to understand the lore around those deities. So, for instance, like, there is tons of literature about Greek mythology, right? Right. Um, definitely go through and and learn the stories around them. Read their stories. Learn about them. You know, you can learn about what a piece of shit Zeus was in tons of books, you know? <laughs> and don't just... Uh, that goes into another part of vet all your references. Um, yes. And take take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, keep in mind, this is... It's not like we've been passed down all this information from one source. It's no. tons of different sources throughout hundreds, uh, if not thousands of years, you know. So be able to make an estimated guess. If it fits with you and that feels right, by all means, do that. But don't definitely don't try to push that on to other people. You know, well, I read this book and it said this. Did you cross-reference that? Did you check with anybody else to think, you know? Um, you got anything to add on deity worship or reference checking i think that okay uh, <laughs> i i'm very strong opinion about this um there are okay once you start to really dig into witchcraft there are spirits and there are other gods that will disguise themselves as other gods mm -hmm. um and the reason that that is, is because they are wanting, they know what you're wanting. Um, and if you say, I want to work with, um, let's pick a random one. Give me a random one off the top of your head. Uh, Odin. Poseidon. <laughs> there we go. Um, let's say you want to work with Poseidon directly. Um, that That's the DD that you're like... Ah, I want Poseidon. You go and you buy your statue and you do this and you do that. And yeah. you open that doorway for Poseidon. Um, but Poseidon doesn't answer you, but someone else does. And it's because that deity wanted to work with you. They had already set out to work with you. Um, so they will use each other's images in order to get what they want. Right. Um, because deities are selfish. Let's be real. They are very selfish. Um, but that doesn't mean that the love and care is not there. And they're um, not but human. It, you cannot. And assign, they're not human. You cannot assign human characteristics, human, you know, problems to gods. That's just not. Yeah, exactly. They are on a whole different plane of existence. So, you know, their, their feelings and things are different than us it's like we can't assign human emotion to to dogs because we don't know how dogs feel you know right exactly <laughs> i mean that's that's what it boils down to yeah um and it's it's the same thing um they don't look at it as a betrayal they don't look at it as any of that stuff but to them they will use an image so you may think i've worked with poseidon for 20 something years and then find out boom that was Hades the entire time. <laughs> like, whoops, that's not who I thought it was. Um, and there are ways, and there are ways that older witches can teach you to do better identification when it comes to deities. Um, because 
the image is not perfect. Yeah. If that makes sense. So um, you will learn that with divination and other things like that. You will figure out that maybe that the God that you thought you were working with is not actually the God you're working with. That's not a bad thing. Um, You should take any deity that's willing to work with you, even if it's a small deity as a sign of honor, because they're willing to work with you when technically no one else wanted to. Um, And the more you work with deities, more other deities will call upon you as well because they can see the work and the love and the, the, the imagery that you're putting out there. Um, and they will want to get involved as well, or you may never get to work with the God that you desired, but you know, worshiping that, that deity or God is not a bad thing. Um, just because you're not working with them and you don't have to have a deity. Everybody's, I get so tired of everybody being like, well, what deity do you work with? You don't have to work with a deity. Um, that's not how witchcraft works. Um, you can, if you, if you want to try to call upon one, that's perfectly fine, but never get discouraged when deities don't call upon you because just because they don't call upon you does not mean they're not there working with you hand in hand. You just may not be able to identify, um, that, that, specific deity is there and um and if anybody tells you that they're working with a deity i I hate to be this person but take it as a grain of salt because they could be lying um there are some people that think that they're working with 12 different gods and it's like okay sis pop off like whatever the boots house down mama um (laughs) i don't think i could keep up with all that like right my brain would shut down yeah, and there's a difference in worshiping and working with as well, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people get those two misconstrued, um, whereas, like, giving offerings and things like that are is different than them actually helping you with your spell work and spell crafting and things like that. Also, real quick, before I forget, it's, on, it's right there in my brain. Shadow work is not witchcraft yes okay that's totally different shadow work i get i'm really tired of seeing people being like you need to work on your shadow work shadow work was invented by carl Jung, who was a psychologist it is it is not witchcraft per se it is self-work on yourself um and highly 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 recommend doing shadow work with a therapist not your mama not your best friend with a therapist because there could be things that come up it's like doing trauma work on yourself so definitely recommend doing that with a therapist is going to be the safest option to keep you safe Um, but it has nothing to do with witchcraft unless that's part of your self-love so Let's not get that misconstrued. I meant to put that on the list, but I forgot. (laughs) And of course, there's other things that we are more than happy um, to sit down and talk about. Um, And that's why I mentioned the website at the beginning of the podcast is, you know, we're going to put that book list in there so you don't have to read that whole book list. Um, I'm going to put it in the show comments um, for you guys to kind of be able to copy and paste. And, you know, that way, just because we say somebody's name wrong you'll still be able to find it Um, and I'll space it out and make it all pretty and all that jazz. Um, But what I want to say going along with all of this, you know, 
if you have any questions, if you want us to cover a specific thing, if we didn't touch something that you thought, man, I was listening to this whole podcast and they never got to this, we're more than happy to either look into it if if we can't, um, if we don't know anything about it and give our true opinions on it or what have you. We can make a list and come back and do that. That's literally not a problem. Um, you know, I think that this is a good jumping off point. We wanted to, we've been having conversations for a while that we were going to get more into witchcraft. Um, I only have my hesitations because of my personal practice. Amy understands why, um, because it is, it is a very, very closed practice. Um, and I probably won't talk about it too much in detail because it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't want to say nobody's business because that's not what this podcast is, but my practice is a lot different and I can't teach people um, yeah. because there are rules that go along with that as well. Um, right. But I agree with Amy that, you know, our practice is our practice and we believe that people can learn from it. Amy is a delicious wealth of knowledge when it comes to witchcraft because she knows how to pick out the BS from listening to other people and, Um, she gives great recommendations. Like she'll send me videos and go, Oh my God, check this out. And then I'll listen to it. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel that too. Like, that's so cool. Or I'll send something back and be like, this was a joke. Right. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) I I didn't feel nothing from that shit. But, um, but you know, we're here to help in any way that we can. If you're wanting to learn witchcraft, all you have to do is contact us. I've had people contact me, uh, when I first started the podcast, asking me for help with spell work and sigils and stuff like that. And some of those people have had success and some have not. Um, and it's because they probably didn't follow what I said to the letter. But if you guys want to learn stuff, that's cool. Uh, we can always do like, uh, some classes. I think that would be kind of fun to maybe set something up. Yeah, yeah, and kind of maybe first of the month, one month, we do a whole where we give you guys a list a month ahead of time and say, hey, these are the objects that you should purchase. And then we both sit here and like make something um, and talk to you guys about it. Um, and then you guys can follow along once the podcast is live and kind of go with us and and share that positive energy and go into it with love and love and light. Um, by the Shut way, up. I hate that phrase. Love um, and light. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and I just want to say a lot of the books that, so I didn't put any books on this list that I haven't read myself. So yeah, She's I didn't probably read them like three or four times. I didn't put all of the books that I've read, but just to give a, a basic, like here's where you can go for some of this. A lot of books have Wiccan influence so keep that in mind if you're if you're a wiccan great um if you're not wanting to practice wicca just keep that in mind there is going to be a lot of wiccan influences in the modern day witchcraft books and references and just know where that comes from and how that doesn't fit for you if you're not wanting to practice wicca so i do not practice wicca i do i'm not a part of a coven or anything like that per se. Um, you know, I, I don't consider myself Wiccan, so I do my best to take away from the books for their knowledge, not that everything in them is definite. So just use your best judgment. Yep, exactly. 
All right. Well, I think that we've kind of covered everything. Uh, just a quick reminder of the website, uh, witchcraftedpodcast.com. It, like I said, you can hit the contact button uh, if you have any questions or if you want to learn some stuff. And maybe, you know, once in a while we could do some card pulling if somebody wants us to do some card pulling for them. Um, that could be I'm fun. Open to Something that. we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm open um, to that. Yeah. So uh, next week, we don't have a plan yet for next week. So if you have an idea, once again, website's a great place to do so. Um, but I guess that's all from us. So with that being said, don't be bitchy. Stay witchy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.